0: The opinion line on Courts ninety six FM. So Stephanie Doyle you've had O C D for a number of years. You still have OCD, but but you're 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 in a better place than you were. But it was bad. Morning.
1: Good morning, PJ. Um yeah, it's under control. I have it under control now. I I don't think anybody is ever going to be a hundred percent. A cure from OCD. I don't actually think there is ever a cure, but you learn how to manage your OCD and your symptoms. You know what your triggers are. You know, um, you know yourself. Uh, the OCD coming on, and oh, there's something not right. Okay, you know, I'm going to the sink. I'm going to the shower. This is not right. What's after happening now? It's something anxiety, stress related, um. I I could say I'm 75 to 80% there, but what I really want to say is I'm able to live my life now. Oh. I wasn't a couple of years ago. I wasn't this time last year. I wasn't able to live my life. Can you remember
0: how or when it started and, and, and how bad did it get?
1: Well, it, uh, well it, my anxiety and my depression started about in 2010 when I lost my nana. Um, but then... Uh, they say it's anxiety related, and then uh, about six years ago, I went through another trauma, um, and that uh, kicked off my OCD. It crept in; it didn't it, like it didn't just come overnight. It slowly persevered itself in, and uh, then it just started out as something so small, and it escalated to something that I couldn't. I was confined to my room. Um really? I couldn't go outside. I couldn't go anywhere. uh I was confined to my room. I used video chat my my family from from my room, and they'd only be in the room next door to me.
0: Explain that for me. Why would you not come out?
1: I was afraid that I'd get dirty. I, I don't know. It wasn't germs. It wasn't contamination. Well, it was. I was afraid other people's dirt would be on me. And um, what? There, dirt is. I can never explain. To this day, I can't explain. Um, but it was that thought, that feeling of feeling right and feeling clean, and that's why when I was inside in my room, I'm around nobody. Um, nobody can come near me. Right, I feel clean. It was kind of like my safe place. Um, my room was. Uh, my family. They could have, if they were at a shop or if they were out socialising with people. I was thinking right other people's dirt was after getting on to them, now their dirt could be passed on to me. Uh, And that's why I kind of kept away from, I kept away from everybody. I wasn't, I had no life, basically. Mm. I I was sitting inside in my room. My mum and dad went away one, um, one for two nights or a night or two. And they, my mum made me a packed lunch. I didn't go to bed that night. I stayed up all that night because I couldn't go down to the shower because, the, the hallway going down to the shower wasn't clean uh the the the, the ensuite, it wasn't clean enough for me even though it's it's spotless but for me it wasn't clean enough i needed to have a clean before i go into the shower
0: showering and washing became is obsession an unfair word
1: no that's exactly what it is it, it, it is an obsession um uh, yeah, that's exactly what OCD is. It's an obsession and a compulsive. You need to do the compulsion when you feel that, okay, I need to wash my hands. It's not just wash my hands for like a normal person. It's I need to wash my hands for about 15 minutes. I wash my hands until they started to bleed. Um, yeah, my hands, if they weren't bleeding, I felt, okay, the other person's dirt or whoever's dirt is on me. Okay, it's not off because my hands aren't bleeding, basically.
0: Is it true that when you'd get out of the shower, having spent God knows how long in there, you would then reach for a bottle of sanitizer?
1: Yeah, I used to go through bottles and bottles of sanitizer. sanitiser. Like this is the stuff
0: now that during the pandemic we were, we were cleaning our hands with ten times a day. You were rubbing this all over your body.
1: Uh, yeah, and on my face, my hair, anywhere... I was, putting it, I was putting it on because I wanted to feel clean and no, it destroyed my skin. No, my skin is okay now, but it was destroying my skin. My skin was all dried out. But if it wasn't stinging me, I wasn't happy because I was like, okay, I'm still dirty. It needs to sting to make sure it's working. Um, uh, Yeah, I, and I used to that after every shower. I used to sanitize during the day. But especially before I go to bed at night, I couldn't go into bed at night unless I had completely covered myself in sanitizer, And then I could put on my nightclothes or then if my nightclothes touched off something coming up the hall, right, I have to, uh, I have to change my nightclothes. And my nightclothes, I could go up and down the hall about 10 times because I, I'd have to keep changing my nightclothes until I went down the hall that time and washed my hands without actually touching off anything coming up.
0: So you'd pick out a pair of pyjamas... And you'd be bringing yeah. them back to the bedroom, and they might brush off the wall of the landing, and and they have to be changed.
1: Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I could go through like the washing, or the the washing was cruel. Um, like I could go through five or six pair of clothes during the actual day, and then during as I was getting ready for bed, yeah, I used to go through about five pairs of pajamas at night. That's what I used
0: before getting into bed.
1: Before actually even picking out the one that, right? You're going to bed with this one. <laughs>
0: now, apart from the massive electricity bills, and I'm not, I'm not yeah. being flippant here. That's no way to try to live, Stephanie. How how do you get? Where did you start to get help for that?
1: Well, I have been attending a counsellor for my anxiety and depression for a long time. I I've attended a couple of counsellors. Within when my OCD started, I, I started attending a psychiatrist as well. Um, they were all very good, and I can't complain about any counsellor that I ever went to, but they were all very good, but they never just... I wasn't just getting to grips with the OCD. It was still controlling my life. And I texted in a couple of radio stations um, because at that point I was like, right, this is no way to be living, even mm-hmm. though a way I knew it always was no way to be living.
0: There's a thing. You knew the, the OCD was there c- controlling your every movement, but your mind yes. knew this isn't right, that must be an awful way to be torn, Stephanie.
1: It was. It was like, a, it's an invisible bully, basically. It's a bully that's in your head. Um, and, yeah, I was aware of it, and I was aware that this was going on. I was aware this isn't right. If this was happening to my other, my brothers and sisters, if it was happening to anybody that I knew, I'm like, that's not right. I tell them to, you know, Leslie, you have to get to grips with this. But my mind, it was telling me other things. It was telling me, no, you have to clean. You have to clean to feel right.
0: How did your family react to all of this?
1: My family were great. Anybody that knows my family knows how amazing they are. I'll never be able to repay them. They were absolutely brilliant, but it was very, very tough on them. My mum and my dad, they enabled me. And don't get me wrong now when I say they enabled me, they did what any parent would have done, Mm. but... Now we know that it is actually wrong to enable the person that has the OCD.
0: Define what you mean by enabling. I'm I'm assuming something as simple as that enormous amount of laundry. Your mum was helping you because that's what your mum does, but but she shouldn't have been.
1: Yeah, my mum, okay, if I had five pairs of nightclothes, if I had only five pairs of nightclothes, I'd need nightclothes for the next night. But my mum was washing them for me, so I could go through the five of them again the next night. But if my mum didn't wash them for me, I wouldn't have the nightclothes, so I'd only have to have to wear the one pair of nightclothes. I'd have no other choice, basically.
0: Right. So she was trying to help you in her own mind, but actually, actually she wasn't. That's a, That's a strange
1: thing.
0: Uh, that's
1: exactly it. I couldn't as as I couldn't make a cup of tea. My mum used to make a cup of tea for me. She used to pour the milk for me. Um she used to make me a sandwich, she used to put the ham in because I couldn't touch the outside of packages and stuff. And um, my mum used to do all that for me because I felt that she was clean enough. But if it was my brothers and sisters, I'd be like, no, I don't think they're a hundred percent clean. So my mum was enabling me to do. She she wasn't any. She was helping me get through this, like any parent would. But it was actually the wrong thing to do. And what
0: should she have been doing? Because it, should she have been saying, actually, no, Stephanie, I'm not doing it for you. Should she have been saying that? Uh,
1: yeah, but at the time, if she said that to me, I'd say, right, I'll just go without it. Yeah. Now I know it's the wrong thing to do. It's actually, you have to put in so, so much work. You Mm. have to get out of your head and say, right, I'm going to do this. If you have to wash your hands after making the sandwich, if you even never eat the sandwich, at least you're after doing the first step and you're after, right, I'm after making the sandwich. So tomorrow I might eat the sandwich. Tomorrow I might wash my hands again after it. You have to put in a lot of work and it takes baby steps. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you, like even going out, I used to love a night out with my sister and my brothers and everybody that knows me knows how much I'd be out every weekend, right? Um, I stopped going out. I couldn't go out with my sisters and my brothers. Now I go out with my sisters and my brothers, but what people don't know is I could spend two hours when I come home in the shower scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing trying to get whatever dirt I felt on me. But the thing that I need to take from that is you went out, you went out yes. and you lived a bit like you know. Yes.
0: You, you you mentioned that you went through a lot of different counsellors until you found the right one. Did some counsellors say to you, well, Stephanie, there's a lot of work here and you need to be prepared to put it in?
1: Well, the, fir- the first couple of counsellors, they were all very nice to me and they were very understanding. But for me, I'm the sort of a person that you need to tell me something that I don't want to hear to mm-hmm. say, right, this is going to give me a kick in the ass, basically. Yeah. Um, and my mum Googled EMDR um, because somebody was our texting it into the radio station and they said EMDR worked yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, so my mum Googled it and we got a counsellor in Limerick that did it.
0: Now, EMDR is eye movement desensitisation and reprocessing. I have to say, I've never heard of it.
1: I've never heard of it either or until that lady text in because I felt cognitive behavioral therapy wasn't working for me. Now, it turns out I actually never did EMDR. It was actually always cognitive behavioral therapy that worked. Um, but my mum Googled it and this lady in Limerick came up and uh, when I went in there, there was world war. <laughs> that's what there was. I didn't, we didn't see eye to eye at all, at all. And she said something to me that day that I wasn't willing to put in the work. And that clicked at me. And I'm like, no, ma'am begged me to go back. And I said, no, I'm not going back. But when I came home that day, I didn't sanitize. I went to bed. I went for my shower and I came up and I went to bed that night. I went. I had one pair of pajamas. I didn't sanitize. um, And that's the way it has been since... This time last year.
0: But that was after one session where the counsellor said, You need to be prepared to put in the work. You kind of got cross and said, I'll show you.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> as she says now, like we joke about it now, like I'm quite a stubborn person. So I kind of was like, Exactly, I'll show you. I am willing to put in the work. You don't know me. Like I am. Now she explained after that day she was talking, my OCD was talking to her, my OCD was making every excuse mm. possible. Um, so that's what she said. I was talking to your OCD and I was trying to bully your OCD back. And that's exactly what she did. And my life has changed because of her. That's what it has. I'm able to live my life now. Mm. Um, as I said, I'm 75% there, but I'm, you have to work every day at it.
0: Talk me through a typical day, Stephanie, and how you get through with your OCD, how it bothers you during the course of a day.
1: Well, the OCD, it bothers me. The minute I get up in the morning, um, you have to think, you have to take it. Uh, I used to take it day by day, but you actually have to take it hour by hour. Anything um, stress related, anything anxiety related that comes into my life, that is a trigger. It can happen. You don't know what any day is going to hold when you have OCD. When you get up in the morning... I have to say, right, don't let OCD win. I have to externalise my OCD. I'm constantly talking to my OCD. If anybody heard me, they'd think I was going mad. But if I don't externalise my OCD and say, right, I don't want, I'm not doing this today, basically, um, it'll take over. It, it takes over your head. I
0: don't. I don't want this to be an uncomfortable question, but is it a struggle to stay away from the sink?
1: It is. You have to constantly fight to stay away and not give in to the compulsion. That's what it is. It's always a struggle. Um, I don't think anybody, as I said, I don't think anybody be ever fully cured of it. We have to learn to live with it. And I'm able to live with it now. Um, and I'm able to live my life. Um, but it is, yeah, it's like an addiction, basically.
0: Yeah. Make it very hard to do something like hold down a job or anything like that.
1: <laughs> Yeah, um, like I can't work with people at the moment. Um, now, I will be able to work with people eventually, but I can't work with people one-on-one face, like face-to-face. Um, but funny enough, horses, was we have horses here and I'm able to go up to the horses and that's the only time I'm actually free of OCD. I don't find horses any ah, bit dirty.
0: Ah, come here. Ah, no, stop no, no. I mean, horses, there's an amount of mucking out And and shoveling of you-know-what involved with horses. And and that doesn't bother you?
1: doesn't bother me. We have horses here our whole lives, and I'm able to go up to the horses. I have my own horse. No, we have 22 horses here or so. But I have my own particular horse, and I'm able to tack him up, go riding him, and that if I fall off in the sand, if I fall off in the field, that doesn't bother me. I go up and I clean him out every day. It doesn't bother me.
0: Isn't that the strangest thing?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Have you ever been able to explain that?
1: Uh, well, I said it before to my doctor, and he said that I was—I gr- grew up with horses, and I didn't grow up in a, a city or a town surrounded by people. It's because I'm in the country, and he said that you actually would probably never find horses dirty because you are a country girl. But she, he said that if I was from the city or the town, you'd find. Uh, you'd find horses dirty and you wouldn't find people dirty if that makes sense it's it's very hard to explain
0: no it's making sense to me so what what worked for you effectively was finding a therapist and finding the determination within yourself and i love the words you used it's a bully in your head you found the determination not to listen to that bully
1: yeah you it's like anything like you always want to get better like I'd say it's like I'm not saying it is or not because I I don't know an alcoholic you would say you want to get better but you still have that urge to drink and it's the same with me with my OCD I wanted to get better but I still wanted to feel at ease I didn't want I wanted to wash my hands because if I wash my hands my anxiety would ease down and I wouldn't be having to panic about, nice. oh, what dirt is on me. And that's exactly until I figured out I can't live without my mum and dad. If I, if anything happened to my mum and dad, I could not live without them because they were such a support network for me. I couldn't live without them, so I needed something right. Steph, so you need to take control of this, basically.
0: It's great that you have and, and that you're doing so well. Stephanie, thank you for talking to me. I think there's a lot of people struggling quietly with OCD, maybe not yeah. the level you have it, but they are struggling with it, and I think you, your your story will will help them.
1: Well, I just want to raise awareness that it will things will get better. As I said, I was in a really dark place. I was crying to my mum and my dad, saying that I didn't want to be here. I can't continue like this. And if I if I said this time last year that I'd be on the radio talking about my OCD to try and help other people, I'd say your are mad, stiff, stop like Mm. you know um but yeah things do get better and just to keep trying and try different things try acupuncture reflexology i they all ease they calm you down basically they they give you a relaxation Mm. and it might only be for a few minutes but things will get better but you just have to keep trying and keep putting in hard work like you have to put in hard work every day That's what you do.
0: I wish you success with that. Continued hard work, Stephanie. Thank you. Thanks, PJ. Thank Uh, you. Cheers. Have a good. Have a good day, Steph. Interesting. Interesting. An awful life she had from it. Quartz ninety six FM.